your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to your hour of Thrive Time. This is Jay Mamie, and you are now about to enjoy another show of the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I am grateful and thankful that you have decided to spend your hour with us again today to check us out. And if you're visiting us for the first time this morning, I want to welcome you personally to our show program. I want to encourage you to keep coming back because the episodes have just been on fire but I think you'll enjoy that, and you'll recognize that after today's episode. By the way, if you are not aware that we do have an archive section at our website, then let me encourage you to visit our show website, thejmamietalkshow.com. Go to our episode archive section. I think there you're going to find a plethora of wonderful episodes that are designed with thrive-minded content to help you in any or in many areas of your life where thriving is something that you want to pursue and achieve. And if you are a returning listener, let me thank you once again for supporting our program. We continue to expand our program in different markets uh, every single week. We are now being listened to in Australia. We're being listened to over in Europe as, a, as well as here locally in the U.S. Our reach continues to expand and we are very, very excited about that. And if you'd like to learn more about our show, go visit our show site, thejmamietalkshow.com. And while you're there, again, the episode archives are a good place to go and start binging the prior episodes. You could also have a look at our sponsor directory. We've got incredible business spotlights and sponsors who've been on our show before who bring tremendous value to the marketplace, not only because of what they do, but also what they believe in. We are like-minded in that capacity. That's why they are uh, a sponsor of this show. By the way, while you're online, anyhow, might as well go over to my regular site, thejmamie.com, thejmamie.com, and check out our recent blogs and videos. And we've got books that uh, have been able to inspire and influence and give great instruction to those uh, uh, that are looking to uh, take their, their life to the, to the next level. I think you'll enjoy some of my recent uh, writings. I think you'll appreciate the new book that's coming out now called Phraseology, thought-provoking, thought-provoking action-stoking quotes and phrases that I think will inspire you to keep thriving throughout the course of the week, the month, and these upcoming years. I think you'll appreciate that. And would you follow us on Instagram? Or Twitter, DJ Mamie is my handle. Go over, visit me also on my LinkedIn page. Connect with me if we're not connected yet. And follow me also on my Facebook page, DJ Mamie. Make sure you hit the like button so that way you are updated and kept up to speed with all of the goodness of Thrive, Thrive content that we've got coming up. Speaking of Thrive content coming up, our guest today are absolutely stellar people. You know, today is called Spotlight Sunday, and I tend to spotlight individuals every week that have something of value, something that brings great quality to the marketplace in one area or another. And today I decided let's dedicate the entire show to a spotlight of three individuals that I think are bringing so much content and value and goodness to the world that I just called this Sunday Spotlight Sunday. So my first guest is going to be an author. She's going to be actually filling our author spotlight today. Jennifer Tracy is not only the founder 
of Call for Backup, and we're going to speak to her a little bit about that. But she's also the author of a book that is helping a lot of people and, uh, quite frankly, a book that is going to change lives. The book is called From Deepest Darkness to the Light of Hope. So Jennifer Tracy will be with us on the show today to share her thoughts and her mission and what she's doing to impact the lives of others. But then we also have the founder of Meta. The founder of Meta, which is a very unique uh, company, a very unique service that is helping organizations identify and manage things that threaten their success and viability. The founder of Meta and how she's able to do that, Kelly Arnold, is going to share with us how she's impacting organizations, corporations, and even individuals in ways that they never thought could be possible. And then she is our business spotlight, but then we've got our impact spotlight today, and that that task is for Bridget Ridgeway. Bridget Ridgeway is just a rock star and what's an incredible resume that she has had as she is a champion of women empowerment and what she's been able to do in her life and how she shares her story with women. It's quite remarkable and she'll be on the show today to give us a little bit of what she feels will be what women need to consider and do and implement and embrace if they are going to thrive this year and also continue to be a force to be reckoned with as a woman who is going to empower communities, empower the country, and empower the lives of others. She's got quite a story. She's going to be with us today. So as you can tell, I am fired up, not only because we have three women on the show, (laughs) but I'm fired up because they're going to bring tremendous value uh, to you as the listener in our Spotlight Sunday on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. But before I launch into my little monologue, I I want to share with you that, boy, I tell you what, it's been a rough couple of weeks around here in Texas. We've had uh, frigid weather. You know, I thought I escaped New York. And the coldness and the snow of New York, and, and, and I'm hidden, I'm sitting here at home, and I'm looking outside my window these last uh, week and uh, two weeks or so, and I'm seeing the white stuff again. <laughs> my wife started to get depressed. <laughs> I had to convince her that we're not in New York, baby. We're not in New York. We are in Texas, and it don't snow out here. It's not supposed to be cold out here. Next thing you know, there'll be taxes out here. <laughs> the reasons why we left New York. But I tell you what, folks, I know that we're having a, a we're, we're now things are starting to settle down a little bit, but it was a difficult time. And there are some people that are still struggling with some real issues here in Texas. So our hearts and, and prayers and our thoughts go out with you. And my, my program producer here, I mean, he can share. He was he, well, he's from Chicago, so he's used to the snow. Right, Pat? Well, you, you think I would be, but apparently it's been a while because uh, it looked pretty. Then I went outside and I realized, like you said, why I left the the Chicago area. <laughs> but at least my daughter, she's five, so she got to see snow for the first time ever. And, oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, she wasn't impressed. <laughs> <laughs> my son actually, he actually went out to the backyard, grabbed a plastic Dixie cup, loaded it up with snow, and said, "Dad, I'm going to put this in the freezer because I may not see this for quite a while." <laughs> well, that's my daughter. She took her first step ever in the snow, then then took her foot back and looked at it really confused and looked at me like all right now what and said that the heck with this turned around went inside got under the covers on the couch I said, that's my girl <laughs> that's the best part of being out in the snow is warming up well you know the, the great part about it is that they, they do have a chance to experience that but i know for a lot of people that uh had a a very challenging time with frozen pipes uh no heat no water and uh, it's difficult but i i hope that what it does is uh it allows us to make the changes we need to make, right? So that when something like this happens down the road, we're better prepared for it. 
But also, as I told my wife, it makes me appreciate the 100-plus degrees <laughs> that are right around the corner. Because uh, I, the opposite side of that was uh, one or two degrees and below uh, below freezing in uh, for about ten days there. I think it was. So I'm I'm thankful that we're back on the other side of it, and hopefully we won't see that for quite a while. Yeah, it's fun to look at for a day or two, but then it needs to go away. And <laughs> if it's at Christmas time, yeah, it's great. In the middle of February, eh, not so much. <laughs> Well, guys, I hope that you're safe and all is well with you that are listening to the show this morning. And we do uh, keep you in our thoughts and prayers for those of you that are still recovering. But I want to share with you a little bit about our theme of the show today. And, and our theme is about being able to get to a good place where you can thrive because there is well-being, there is wellness, and you are in a good place in your spirit in your thoughts, in your mind, in your heart, because you can't thrive when you're struggling with what I call invisible enemies, and you certainly can't thrive if you've got a measure of head trash that you're dealing with. Our show is going to be geared toward that, but I'm going to share with you that there are times when the person who will need what I call a search and rescue mission will be you. I mean, search and rescue missions are activated when deadly circumstances have put the lives of many in danger of being lost. We had a little bit of that uh, uh, here in Texas uh, recently. We have all seen many of these missions during our lifetimes, unfortunately. Uh, a personal search and rescue mission is also activated when you are in grave danger of being lost, when you are in grave danger of being lost. And when I say lost, I don't mean necessarily that you're in danger of losing your life, although that can certainly be the case. I'm referring to losing who you are, your identity, your sense of self-worth, your confidence, and your dreams. You see, in my opinion, this search and rescue mission is needed more than most people are willing to admit. Consider what the pressures of life, raising a family, career, and business, health, and foreseen, uh, unforeseen and unexpected occurrences, personal failures, and outside negative influences can do to a person's overall well-being, not to mention psychological, emotional, and physiological state. It can wear anybody down who is not prepared or uh, is ill-equipped to face these factors of life. That's the, that's the fact, folks. A relently relenting bombardment of life's most daunting challenges and experiences can leave even the most sturdiest of people wobbling at the knees on the verge of being lost. So during times like these, someone can begin to lose sight of who they are because they are too much to too many people and not enough to themselves. Let me repeat that. They are too much to too many people and not enough to themselves. They can lose a sense of confidence in their abilities and question their self-worth, which may have taken years to establish. It would be far too fetched to see this person lose a grip on hope. That's the reality. Let alone whatever dreams they have or that they were once excited about can be washed away. You see, at these times, a personal search and rescue effort must be called into action to avoid further damage and complete loss. You see, at this stage, everything you once were can still be salvaged and even restored to a greater degree. The key, my friends, the key is recognizing that first, you are spiraling downward and into dangerous zones that can make the search efforts difficult. In other words, we have all met people that are so far gone that regardless of what you say, do, and give them, they will never be the same. The window of opportunity to help them closed because of their inability 
to recognize that the search had to start sooner. Rescue efforts are to help you remind you of the value that you have and the awesomeness that you are. Whatever you've done in the past can happen again. How much you are loved, you can be loved again. Whatever dreams you had that may be on pause can be resurfaced again. If you are such a person who needs search and rescue, then let me encourage you to take a moment and begin reminding yourself that you are special, that you are here for a purpose, and that the world would not be the same without you. You have greatness within you, and it's okay to lose your way every now and then, and that it's okay to fall as long as you fall on board, not overboard. Surround yourself with people who will be your human crutch until you are back on your crazy, amazing feet. That is a personal search and rescue mission. Folks, we're just getting started. We'll be right back after the break with Jennifer Tracy, and we are steamrolling on Spotlight Sunday. Hi, I'm Dr. Johnson, founder of Johnson Medical Associates. Are you frustrated with unresolved chronic medical problems? Our focus is finding the underlying cause through specialized testing for toxins, allergies, and infections like Lyme, mold, and Epstein-Barr virus. With our team, treatment is personalized for your condition. Find us at johnsonmedicalassociates.com or call 972-479-0400. Could you benefit from cutting your debts and monthly payments by half or more? Don't let debt stress you out and ruin your financial future. Call Empowering America today. Empowering America is committed to helping you keep more of your hard-earned dollars. Credit cards, medical bills, personal loans, private school loans, all are forms of unsecured debt that burn through your finances. It doesn't have to be that way. Call Empowering America today at 702-899-3854. That's 702-899-3854 and learn your options. Ronald Reagan said freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It's not passed down in the bloodstream. We have to fight for it, protect it. And that's why you need to be listening to American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr from 7 to 8 every Sunday night right here on KLIF. American Ground Radio digs deep into the issues and into the principles that made this country great in the first place, reminding us all the greatness of America really comes from the greatness inside every one of us. Tune in every Sunday night at 7 right here on KLIF. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line with me today is our featured authored spotlight, I mentioned earlier, Jennifer Tracy has written a fantastic book that is really geared to change the lives of many through her own personal experiences. Her book, From Deepest Darkness to the Light of Hope, is uh, set to really change lives because of her story. But Jennifer is also the founder of Call for Backup. She's a national speaker, a life coach, and a mental health advocate, and she's here to help people understand that you can't get to the other side of grief and suicide. So, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hi, it's so great to be here with you. Wonderful. I appreciate you taking time to be on the show today. As a, as an author spotlight, we really uh, take to heart who we bring on the show, and I think your content and what you're doing uh, in helping people really 
is what we look for here to help people thrive. But you, as I said earlier in my beginning, it's difficult to thrive when you are dealing with head trash and dealing with issues that are handicapping you and really are handcuffing you uh, to, to be free. And I think that's where you come in with the work that you do. But before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Again, thanks for having me on. Um, I am a Colorado native. I lived out there primarily most of my life, enjoyed it out there. Um, Eight years ago, I actually had brain surgery and have a titanium plate in the back of my head. Mm. And because of that, um, I discovered after speaking, you know, across the country that in places where the altitude was lower, that I didn't have any pain from my titanium plate. So three years ago, I made a move all the way from Colorado out to Florida, and I absolutely love it out here. I've got two grown daughters, Miss Michaela and Amber, and they are absolutely the joy of my life. So what inspired you to write this book? Wow, that's kind of a tough, loaded question, but... um, 17 years ago, my husband and daughter were killed by a drunk driver. And following that incident, I really went into lots of grief, uh, five or six years of just really trying to find my way through what I call the dark maze. Um, I had two girls survive the crash that day, Mm. my older daughters, as I mentioned. And what I discovered is as I began speaking and sharing my story, I would share with people that the woman that was in front of them was a woman who had battled through suicidal ideation and anxiety, depression, and post-traumatic stress disorder, and that it took so much for me to be this woman that was there in, in front of them. But what inspired me to write my book was that most people assumed that my battle with suicide came after Brian and Brittany were killed. And that just was not the truth. And so writing my book was really my way of bringing light to such a tough, tough, tough subject. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I I could certainly see why that book would be something that uh, meant a lot for you to write and wasn't easy to do. But you speak about your mind being held for ransom. You, You speak about that. Can you explain that to us? Yeah, I've never faced a battle as fierce as I did than um, suicidal ideation. Um, I am a driven, high-functioning woman. I had my own hair salon, had never experienced depression. I had been through a lot of trauma, but the suicidal mind is so convincing. The thoughts that play on repeat that tell you that your life is better if you just end it and you're a burden to people. And those are thoughts that you don't ask to be there, and they play on repeat. And as a society, you know, everyone is struggling with grappling with how do we find solutions to this. And I I bring in a pretty powerful punch in Chapter 1 of my book of um, how I really think we should rally around this. But, yeah. My mind, I've never faced a battle as tough as I did with suicidal ideation. And as I said, I've buried a husband and child after that battle. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty um, deep comparison there. I I imagine a lot of people also struggle with having their mind being held for ransom, struggling with one thing or another. But most people who go through traumatic experiences, 
they tend to suppress what's going on in the inside. What do you tell that person? You know, sadly, early on in my life, I had someone actually tell me that very thing, that I shouldn't talk about these things. But one of the reasons I am alive today is because I had the courage to speak about the darkness because it takes away the power that it has over me and you. Mm. And that's why you see me out there so boldly speaking about the darkness because it takes away the power that it has over us. My encouragement would be, though, Find safe people, find people that you can trust because telling the wrong person can get you in trouble. And, you know, I've kind of learned that the hard way. It's easier for me on this side of things to be so bold. But again, that's my encouragement to people is to find safe people that you can reach out to. Find safe people you can reach out to. You take that to the bank and you have to be courageous um, in order to open up. Great, great two nuggets right there. But why are you so passionate about this mission that you've dedicated the rest of your life to it? Well, as I shared with you, uh, I've been through trauma. Then really for no fault of my own, I battled deep depression and suicidal ideation. And then three years following, my husband and daughter were killed. And after they were killed, what happened to me is unfathomable. The very thing I thought out helpful was used against me to try to take my children away from me. Mm. And I absolutely know the deep pain that can come when doing the right thing costs you everything. And that is why I'm so passionate about the mission that I'm on. You know, I think that that right there certainly solidifies for anyone why you have taken not only the the drastic uh, uh, steps, not drastic because there are health uh, but you've left the comfortability of, of the known in Colorado to move to Florida, pretty much start all over again. And, and it's not easy to do that for health reasons or not. It's just not easy. Uh, but now you are really out there sharing your the, the goodness of what you do, sharing your message, sharing your your hope and your encouragement on many different levels. Uh, and, and I can see why that would be the case with your book. What do you want the reader of your book to walk away with? What's the one or two highlights? Yeah, thank you for that. I love it. Here's the thing. I come up with crazy analogies to bring the unseen and make it alive. And that is what you'll find in my book. Every single chapter I have packed it. I've weaved through my story, these teaching nuggets that I bring to life with visuals. So you'll walk away and you'll find yourself repeating mantras that I say and ways to identify, oh, my gosh, this is uh, the inner naysayer. And, oh, my gosh, this is how I should silence that. And uh, it's, it's tough for me to really say one or two things. But what you will feel is my hand extending to you in every hall, every closet, every corner of where you are. And you will feel my hand there with you saying, I've been there and I'm here with you. I love that. I also know that listeners could automatically catalog this book in an area where they think, well, that's not for me. When you wrote this book, did you target a specific profession or a group uh, of individuals? No. This book is universal. It is absolutely bringing light to how someone like myself, a young mother, I could find myself, you know, by no reason of my own battling 
deep depression and suicidal ideation. And yes, the fact that my husband and daughter were killed gave me a platform to start speaking. But what's in this book uh, has the power to save lives. I've got incredible testimonials saying, you know, this should be in every single school and every person should read this book. Um, so, no, there's there's a lot of power in there for everyone. This is definitely a universal message of hope. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because we have a... We have listeners from all over the world here, and I know that we also have, uh, based on the guests that we have in the past and based on the theme of the show and the nature of the show, uh, we have a lot of uh, folks that are in the academic world, uh, they're teachers, they're counselors, and so on. And I do agree that a book like this is something that should be somehow incorporated in learning either at the high school level, certainly at the high school level, uh, and then moving forward from there on in, even at the middle school level, because we do find that there's kids that struggle with these ID, with these thoughts, and yet they don't share with anyone. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. that there could be a number of lives saved just because a book like this is handed to, or at least spoken about, or maybe given as a recommended reading uh, to young folks um, not only, maybe not for that, where they may be at that moment in time, but if they do face a challenge down the road, now they're better equipped to be able to stay the course and, and, and not make any, dra- or take any drastic um, actions there. But what additional reforms can, that, that you feel have to occur in the mental health field in order for there to be greater awareness? You know, for a long time, I think we've talked about how there needs to be more awareness. And you're going to find me say that I just don't think that's the truth. I think that the word suicide is out there. It's not awareness. What we actually need are tangible solutions. And we need someone lighting a fire underneath people saying, I believe in you. I see you. Here are resources. Here are ways to go. And you will see me linking arms right now with Um, multiple people who are out in that front line doing that very thing. And we are really on a mission this year to bring simple, tangible resources to people, far-reaching, and not just the awareness, but how to implement these things into your life daily. Well, the book is called From Deepest Darkness to the Light of Hope. Where could people find the book and what future projects are you working on? The best way to find me right now, I've made it so simple, is www.mission2021.com. Right now, you can sign up for my pre-book launch. Once that goes, the book goes live, it'll be available everywhere. And um, again, you can find more information there. And what's next for you? I know you've got some projects, you've got some workbooks, some toolkits. What's next for you? Doc Springer and I have um, partnered to create what we're calling an online tactical toolkit. And this really is for our first responders, those who are really in the trenches, for those who love and support them. We understand that that requires unique strategies. And so in that tactical toolkit, we've really designed that for them. Well, folks, the book is called From Deepest Darkness to the Light of Hope. Jennifer Tracy, look her up. Great value. I hope this segment helps a lot of people go beyond just thriving, but surviving in this case. And Jennifer, appreciate being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. 
Eight in 10 companies face harassment and discrimination claims every year. Yours might be one of the two that won't, but the odds aren't great and the stakes are high. I'm Jared Pope, founder and CEO of WorkShield. We're disrupting industry standards with the first solution to manage workplace bad behavior that works for everyone. We remove the fear of retaliation for employees and remove the liability for corporations all at the same time. If you're ready to make positive changes in your workplace, you can call one 866 946-5558 or just go to workshield.com to learn more. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back everyone to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line with me right now is our business spotlight and I'm excited about our business spotlight because of what uh, Kelly Arnold is doing to help people uh, also in a very impacting way that can certainly have ramifications on someone's ability to to be uh, to thrive, to be creative, and and also to just have better wellness, peace of mind, and well-being. So she fits perfectly in our theme today of our Sunday spotlight. So I'm looking to hear a lot more from our business spotlight, Kelly Arnold, the founder of Meta. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jay. I'm very excited to be here with you today. Kelly, before we launch into everything that we've got here lined up to talk about, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, sure. I'd be happy to. Um, Well, so, Jay, my most important job is I am the COO, Chief Operating Officer of my family. (laughs) And I have a 12-year-old, soon-to-be 12-year-old son, a husband of 20 years, uh, has spent most of my life in the beautiful state uh, of Colorado. I consider myself a native, even though, you know, technically not born here. Um, I'm also a businesswoman. I've spent a career in risk management, uh, you know, almost, you know, over 20 years. Uh, that's come in a variety of uh, roles for me. And then I'm also, as you mentioned, Jay, the proud founder uh, and chief meditation officer of Meta Inc. I love it. So you really aren't that busy, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, Jay! I, I, when you when I talk to you, at times I say I'm moving and shaking. I feel like that's what's happening all the time. Yes. You know, it's interesting. Thrive-minded people have a common denominator that looks a lot like what you just said. You've got this happening, that happening, raising a family, uh, in certain cases, uh, running a business, uh, a job. I mean, that's what it's about. So uh, I hope that our listeners and those that are thrive-minded understand that you are hearing yet another example of what a thrive person sounds like. And if you're not uh, in the same sort of uh, avenue as uh, some of these speakers that you're listening to on our program, you've got to ask yourself, am I really doing all I can to thrive compared to what some of these folks are doing? But let's talk about Meta. What inspired you to launch Meta? Well, you know, Jay, it really comes down to wanting wanting to help other people, right? And um, I found that, again, in my my own uh, life experiences, I've happened across certain, you know, healing techniques, you know, these relaxation techniques, stress management techniques, uh, and really uh, the need to strive for work-life balance as a business professional. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about helping others specifically, again, uh, those working professionals really achieve work-life balance. I think today that's needed more than ever. Uh, work-life no balance, I think it's off balance. It's, comp- it's out of balance, out of season. And uh, so what you're doing couldn't be more timely than it is right now. But how yeah. can an individual, uh, how can it, and an individual cultivate greater creativ- creativity in your opinion? 
Well, I'm so happy you asked, uh, Jay, because I think it's quite simple, uh, at least, you know, for me, and it has been to meditate. Uh, it's as simple as that. I think, you know, another common theme you'll hear from some, again, your stride-minded speakers and guests and those kinds of folks is that they, they spend, a, you know, amount of time meditating. And it's because of this, uh, when, we, when we practice regular mindfulness and meditation, it creates Space in our mind between the thousands and thousands of thousands of thoughts we have each day. It's estimated we have roughly 60,000. Uh, and you mean, maybe you feel like at times you have that nonstop flood of thoughts, right? From the mm-hmm. time that you wake up in the morning until the time you go to bed, there is that nonstop chatter. And what's interesting is it said that the majority of those thoughts, the 60,000 we have every day, are the same thoughts we had yesterday. And so, you know, again, we're in this kind of pattern of doing the same thing day after day and talk about cycling creativity, right? And so when we look to connect with silence on a regular basis, we effectively slow the flow. And then in between our thoughts, we can find these ever so slight gaps of silence. And it's said that that's where your true creative wisdom and potential is, is that quiet within. So I say meditate and see the creativity come. I like what you said. When you find time for silence, that's beautiful. And everything, what flows, slows. And I, I think that is what most people don't do. They don't take time to appreciate or to draw in silence. And uh, boy, they're, they, they're not slowing the flow. They're overflowing to uh, a very unhealthy degree. And that happens a lot, even in corporations. You deal with organizations, corporations. You've been in corporate America, so you've uh, you've experienced this firsthand yourself. Where do you see corporations fail in in managing and addressing employee stress? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, these environments, right, they are fast-paced. They are cutthroat, right? Um, And so, you know, again, I see that, um, you know, the organizations, um, you know, tend to fail when it comes to a couple things. And that is, you know, quite honestly, folks are are overworked, right? Um, Just the way that business models are set up, you know, they're designed to be lean so that, you know, businesses can be profitable, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, it, it comes down to, uh, often resources, uh, again, are a problem. And then two, I think companies, uh, businesses, and organizations can do better at honestly giving their employees and their people permission for self-care. And that goes beyond just saying, hey, we, we think you need work-life balance, right? That goes beyond just, hey, you know, take your time off. It is really giving somebody permission to take time off Step away, whether it's for a 15-minute break and truly disconnect or for a seven-day vacation and not be expected to be connected, right? Because Mm -hmm. in this day of technology, we are so accessible, there is a complete blur between uh, vacation time and work time. And so I think those two areas they can improve on, again, is give them the the resources and give them permission. So what would you advise corporate leadership – Organizational directors, what would you advise them to do as a way to foster greater productivity, greater creativity without causing burnout among their employees? 
Um, I, yes. So I do think that if they, when organizations, and I've seen it myself in my own organization, the company, you know, I, I work for now, when uh, leaders put attention and, and make investments into employee well-being, and again, that comes in the form of stress management, uh, relaxation, wellness resource, and then they give them the time, they, they will find and, and see that greater productivity and creativity come. I think it's that there's a misbelief that, you know, stress out people, people that are stressed to the max are super productive uh, when, in fact, you know, mistakes get made. Uh, and again, stif- creativity is stifled when people are overworked. So put attention on it and make some investment in it. Good advice. Good advice. So yeah. as Meta's founder, you're also, and I love this, chief meditation officer. Yes. I, I love that. Right. Well, Thank so obviously, you. oh, I think it's brilliant. So obviously, meditation for you is something that you uh, hold near and dear to your heart. But why is meditation becoming so increasingly popular here? Well, I would say, Jay, it's because science is backing it, right? Mm. Western science is now backing these techniques that have been practiced for thousands of years in Eastern, you know, wisdom traditions. Um, and they've been practicing it for that long because they know it works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here in the West, we, we have a tendency to need more of that, right, factual, hard support, me included, right? I'm a fact person. Um, and so we need that to build credibility, and we're getting that now. And it's really exciting because, you know, science Scientific studies at a number of, of places, including Harvard, um, are supporting the physical changes that are occurring in the structure of the brain with regular mindfulness and meditation. And in fact, they're finding that we can train our brain towards happiness and success, much like we train ourselves to learn a new sport or to play an instrument, right? Uh, other studies show, again, with meditation, um, that there is a reduction, again, in physical ailments, again. And, uh, improvement in these kind of anxiety disorders or mental health kind of uh, conditions and other disorders. So science is telling us it's working. And so it's more than just this catchy trend, right? It's, it's good uh, in, in motion stuff. You know, even though science is certainly, and the science has always been there, it's, but again, it, it's, this is, meditation is commonplace in, uh, in the Eastern world, right? Uh, here, yeah. not so much so, although, again, it has become increasingly popular. But in your opinion, what is it that people still don't understand uh, about meditation? And the second half to that question is, what are some of the false myths around the practice? Right. I, I think there's two things I'd say. Um, the first one is, is is that it's not based in some type of religion. I, there's a misbelief or misconception that meditation is based in uh, a specific religion like Buddhism or I- Hinduism or Islam. And, and that's not the case. In fact, um, it is based in uh, the non-secular uh, Indian wisdom tradition of what is known as Vedanta. And so that predates these other uh, traditions, religious traditions. And so, again, you do not have to change your religious beliefs to practice yoga or to meditate. And I think folks often believe that they have to adopt, you know, some other kind of uh, religion. So that's number one. And then I think number two, and this was an issue for me, Jay, um, that I had to kind of get over initially, uh, is that we have to spend, you know, hours and hours of our time in these weird contorted 
positions, you know, staring at a wall uh, for it to have any kind of effect at all. And that is not the case. And it's why Meta looks to promote this kind of micro practice, a micro self-care practice that can be done in very brief periods of time, uh, as long as you do them regularly to achieve, you know, maximum benefits. So again, I think for me, it was, oh, I have to spend all this time for it to work. And, and that's not the case. So those two things. Wonderful. In our last couple of minutes here, you speak about mindful task management. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So I love this topic. It, it is one of my favorites. Um, so it is it's effectively, you know, a stress management um, technique. And the, the, the concept behind it is this, that, you know, we are overwhelmed. I mean, I, I know you can relate to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got information coming from every different angle, from different devices, right? And it creates all these work obligations and personal responsibilities and capturing and getting done all that we should and could and have agreed to do can be downright overwhelming, right? Just keeping track of it. Uh, and, and it becomes overwhelming, uh, especially when we try to keep it all organized in our heads. Uh, our brains weren't designed to function that way. Um, so David Allen, who's a productivity consultant behind the, the method getting things done, um, he says that your mind is for having ideas, not for holding them, right? That the brain is really great at solving complex problems. But it is horrible at remembering things. Uh, And the more we try to remember, the more cluttered our brains become. And then our ability to think and solve problems is impacted uh, on, um, again, our ability to think uh, because it's worried about everything that is floating around. And so we can relieve our our brain of that unresolved anxiety, Jay, by simply capturing and organizing things appropriately. Wonderful. Very valuable service. How can people learn more about Meta? Well, they can connect with me on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Jay. So I'm on LinkedIn uh, as Kelly Arnold. And they can also hit my website, uh, which is www.metadata.com. And I think you might have reference to that maybe uh, as well on your site too, Jay. But I'd say those two ways. Correct. Your information will be up at our site, at our not only our business spotlight, but also in our sponsor directory. Kelly, we appreciate you being on the show, and thanks again for giving us the wisdom of your work and uh, sharing with us the goodness of what you're doing. Thanks so much, Jay. I appreciate it. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Have you seen what's happening with the stock market? Record highs every day. How long can this possibly go on for? By the way, this is exactly what happened right before the 2000.com bubbles burst. Remember that? Protect your savings in retirement by putting them into something safe like real gold and silver. I'm not talking about gold or silver stocks, but into real gold and silver you can actually hold in your hands. How do you get real gold and silver? By calling the Oxford Gold Group today at 833-600-GOLD. Now, the Oxford Gold Group will teach you everything you need to know about owning real gold and silver. It's so much easier than you think. So call the Oxford Gold Group right now at 833-600-GOLD to get your free gold and silver investment guide. The Oxford Gold Group is the only gold and silver company that I trust, and you should too. Get the Oxford Gold Investment Guide today and learn how easy it is to have real gold and silver delivered to your home or how to have real gold and silver in your retirement account. Call the Oxford Gold Group today at 833-600-GOLD. That's 833-600-GOLD. 
If you're a business owner who's concerned about staying compliant with HR regulatory laws and protecting your biggest asset, then you need EM2HR Alliance. EM2HR Alliance not only is passionate about helping you protect your business, but provides sound HR advice to improve employee relations and minimize risk. With an easy-to-use employment database platform and flat rates based on a tier, there's no reason not to call them. If keeping your business safe and compliant is what you seek, then call them at 321-247-8492. You can also visit their website at em2hr.com for HR. HR, peace of mind. We are up programming at the request of the National Weather Service to activate the North Texas Emergency Alert System. The National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning for Denton County. Uh, earlier, a severe thunderstorm was located west of Denton near Crum, moving northeast at 40 to 50 miles per hour. This storm has produced some quarter-sized hail. It is a radar-indicated warning. This could do damage to some vehicles in the area, and uh, there might be some 50-mile-per-hour wind gusts with this storm. Once again, a severe thunderstorm warning uh, for Denton County. The storm was detected a little bit west of Denton, is now moving northeast of that location with potential one-inch hail and 50-mile-per-hour wind gusts. All North Texas stations affected by this alert are requested to relay the preceding message. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show We've got on the line right now our Impact Spotlight. Guys, I said this was going to be a Spotlight Sunday, and we've had two prior segments already with fantastic spotlights. And here comes our third one for today's show. The Impact Spotlight today is uh, none other than Bridget Ridgway. As I mentioned earlier in the show, she is a champion for a women's empowerment movement. She really has a voice that is heard by many on this particular platform. So I wanted her to be our Impact Spotlight speaker today so she could bring her goodness and her message. Bridget, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Bridget, before we hop into all the goodness of what you've got to share, can you share with us a little bit about your story? Sure. Um, Well, I'm from a small town um, here in the Midwest in Wisconsin. And, um, and so my story is just one of probably like many more, many people. I came from um, um, a one-parent household. My mother was extremely ambitious, even though we were poor. I didn't know that at the time when I was growing up. But um, I learned later what it meant to be on food stamps. I learned later what my mm-hmm. mother struggled to do to raise three kids. And so her uh, conviction for us to be educated, her her uh, discipline of us for our studies, me, my sister, and my brother, um, really laid the path for me to become who I am today. So where I am now is, is, is we go from there, that, that story of, of not having much uh, but not knowing it, to the story of um, being rich in spirit, uh, being rich in um, my, my journey, my personal journey, my career path, motivation, motivating other people um, to see themselves beyond where they are, right? Where you are is not where you're going to end up. That's your starting point. So for me, my starting point was very humble. Um, I took that and I, I basically ran with it. So every opportunity, um, even though I didn't even know it was an opportunity as my journey progressed, 
other people could see in me what I could not see in myself. So those angels, those individuals that God placed in Mm. my life have helped Mm -hmm. to move me forward as my life progressed. And so I've learned to recognize those angels in their humanness. Right. And so so we can go all over the place with, with that situation. But but that's really uh, where I came from. Uh, a very small town um, didn't have much. But I saw my mother saw in me what I didn't see in myself. Others along the way saw in me what I couldn't see myself until I was able to look in the mirror and say, hmm, I am a child of God. What God has for me, I have no idea, but I'm open and receptive to receiving it. And then from there things begin to unfold. Well, boy, did they ever, because you are, your resume is stellar in terms of achievement in the corporate world, in the space of transform, uh, transformation. Uh, you are, you have been uh, with one of the premier companies holding high ranking positions and so on and so forth. So you have certainly have, uh, have picked yourself up from the bootstraps. You've embraced your destiny, you've embraced your blessing and who you are today. But let me ask you, what have you learned you're about empowering everyone, but specifically empowering women. What have you learned about what it takes for a woman with high ambitions to climb that corporate ladder? Mm, I have so much to give. Uh, first, do not underestimate your power. You are powerful. No matter what you have or what you think you do not have, you have it within you. God has placed everything within you to be successful. What you must do is tap into that richness, tap into that greatness, tap into it. It is already there. Um, So as I stated, people saw in me what I didn't see in myself at first. Once I tapped into it, you understand, once I tapped into it, uh, I began to peel back the onion, and I no longer doubt my abilities to be successful. Uh, my definition of success may be different from somebody else's definition. Whatever that definition is of your um, monetary success, uh, success within your family life, being a great mother, being a great sister, uh, being a great community leader, being a great politician, whatever it is that you aspire to be and you want to be the best of that person, the best uh, contributor in that environment that you desire to be, you can do all of those things, but you must believe. You must believe. Um, I always call my Bible, um, the, the, you must read the fine print. So I tell people, they say, what are you reading? I say, I'm reading the fine print, okay? <laughs> because mm. I read so <laughs> many books. Yes, I read so many uh, business books, leadership books, my academic studies. I read papers. I read this, that, and the third. Uh, but I always read the fine print. The fine print is the genesis of my thought process. The fine print is how I start my day, right? So I I say to women, I say to whoever, whoever is listening and and has a heartbeat, wherever you are in life, you can be better. Aspire to be better than where you are at this moment as you're listening to my voice. Whoever you are today in this moment, tomorrow you should be better. You should be more involved. You should be more, your brain should be more uh, like a sponge, be more absorbent of what is going on around you. Ask questions. Dig in and dig in deep. So today you listen to me. Next week from today, you should be even, uh, you should have more growth. Uh, a month from now, you should be even further along in your journey. Uh, think, of, think of what 12 months might look like from today right? Think of what five years might look like from today, right? You, you must, and, and so I have a whiteboard. I have a, um, a board where I cut pictures out of uh, magazines and such, a vision board, 
and I put things on that vision board that one day, at this point in my life, I still have a vision board. I think it's incredibly important to visualize where you want to be. So I put on that vision board all kinds of things, things that nobody, nobody knows, not even my fiancé, right? It's things that I aspire to be or, or to be better in. On my whiteboard, I have um, – things to do. I have, uh, I have goals that I set for myself, financial goals. I have educational goals. I have career goals. I have goals for my son. I have goals for um, just all types of goals. And so I look at these things every single day. And not one time, Jay, do I say to myself, oh, I'm not going to do it. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, it's too, it's too difficult. Oh, 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 oh. I don't do any of that. I look at it and I say to myself, how am I going to get there? And I pray on it. So I believe if you can see it, if you can dream it, and if you can pray on it, it can become a reality, right? So, and you must have people in your life, whether you're woman or, or male, whoever you, child, teenager, whoever, you must have people in your life who are supportive. Learn to cut the fat. Cut the people mm-hmm. out who do not uh, mean you well, who secretly want you to fall, fail, uh, and, and perhaps doubt your own journey. Um, God planted the seed. I'm getting chills as I'm talking to you. God mm. planted the seed in you to be successful. He planted the seed in you to fulfill his purpose, not their purpose. Okay? So your purpose is not so-and-so's purpose or anybody else. You have a purpose in life, whoever is listening to this message. And whatever that purpose is, pray on it. If you don't know your purpose, because I didn't know my purpose, I believe my purpose is to inspire people, to take my life and use it as, as, as an open, transparent window to allow people to, to look at me and say, and, and, and to look at me and say, hmm, she did it. She applied at Harvard and got in. Not only did I apply at Harvard Business School and get accepted, praise God, but I applied at Yale School of Education and was accepted within 30 days of each other. You hear me? Wow. So um, I did not tell a soul not one person in my circle that I had sent in my application and did all the things that were required of me because I wanted to keep it to myself because I don't want people to say, wow, can you, are you, wow, why are you doing that? Or is, what do you think you're going to do? Why do you want to go to both? Or, or you, you know, just to put that seed of doubt in my brain, I'm not going to allow anybody to, to tamper with my energy. So I, I applied and I was accepted from one Harvard first and then, Within 30 days, I, re- I was driving on the road and I got the Harvard acceptance and I almost fell off the, fell off the road because uh, I was so excited. To, it was just so, it was overwhelming. It was mm. exciting. And then I received a second letter. And then not only that, then I, I had applied to the third uh, Ivy League college and got a third letter from them as well. So God has things planned for you that you did not know uh, was even in your future or didn't even aspire. You know, higher education, yes. But Ivy League, who knew? Who knew? But God knows. So my so what can women what should women do or believe in or 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 um, kind of invest in uh, invest in yourself, right? Uh, invest in yourself. Do not look outside to the world, to the news, to whatever to 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 validate who you are. All you need to do is look in the mirror. All you need to do is read the fine print. That is your validation, and that is your roadmap for success. You know, I love that. See, you folks thought you were listening to a show. You didn't realize you were coming to church this morning. Y'all didn't realize you were coming to church. <laughs> Don't ask me a question. I will give you my answer. 
All right. Well, Bridget, we love having you on the show. I know you've got a bunch of projects coming up in the future that we're going to have you back uh, to help us uh, understand what those projects are about. But I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. So thanks again, Bridget Ridgway, for being on the Jim Mamie Talk Show. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Well, folks, there you have it. Another fantastic episode of the Jim Mamie Talk Show. Today, Spotlight Sunday was spectacular. I want you to make this a fantastic, thriving week and make sure you tune in next Sunday at 11 a.m. Central for another episode of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and your hour of Thrive Time.